What's going on, everybody? We'd like to welcome you to another episode of Crown Conversations, the podcast. This is your host, AJ. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Big Mouth. Hey, y'all. It's Kayla. <laughs> hey, y'all. It's Jenna. <laughs> so, what's up, y'all? How was y'all weekend? How's y'all week going on so far? Fantabulous. Fantabulous. How was yours, Jenna? <laughs> <laughs> what did you do today, Jenna? Matter of fact, what did you do today? I minded my fucking business today. <laughs> That's did what I did you? today. I did. I minded my business today. Oh, That's okay. exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. What the hell y'all did today? Mm-hmm. I worked. What y'all do? I, I worked. Y'all worry about what the fuck I, I worked too. I put a whole bunch of work in but, today. Oh. oh, okay. So anything else that we need to get? Because y'all come. Is this because doing? y'all was skipping me last first, week? Y'all trying to come yeah, for me I'm right trying now? Trying to make sure we that we get, get your air time. Don't do me no damn favors. We address you first. Don't do me no. You ain't got. I'm gonna get addressed yeah, anyway. We, we, are hold you? On. Cut, the mother, cut the motherfucking mic off. Well, you got me fucked up. <laughs> hold on. What, what, Kayla? How are you? I'm great. Are you? Okay. I'm great. Just mm-hmm. trying to make it. Matt, how you doing? Because you, you, what's going on with you? What's up with you? Oh, here y'all go. <laughs> yeah. Here y'all what's, go. What's going I'm, on? I'm doing, I'm doing fantastic. Okay. Absolutely fantastic. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got a little pep in your step when you came in. A little pep in my step. <laughs> you better believe it. He did a little hop to skip. A little, mm. little two-step. Hey. They showing up right now. But, uh. But no, y'all, so. We gonna you didn't really expound on how your week was, Kayla. Like you be see, that's the thing with you. You the silent assassin. Kayla be real I'm asking you about directly. What? <laughs> how was your week? And why she Kayla? say one word? She gonna say one word. Watch it. Mm-hmm. Y'all gonna make me laugh. <laughs> my week was straight. Um, straight. Okay, my weekend was straight. My little sister came in town. She well, came hey, to Atlanta. Sis. We took her out. Yeah, your sister a motherfucking vibe. Your sister a vibe, and her she friend a Capricorn. vibe too. Why well, ain't meet her? Because you was busy working. You right, you right. We took her to 656. I went to Boogaloo with them. Her friend's cool. Like, I'm glad my sister, she dope. 656, my little, my spot. Yo, 656, that motherfucking vibe. Yeah, we we had a good time. I was glad she was here. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. cap season. Okay. Almost over. Yeah, what? Hold on, girl. Because <laughs> <laughs> her birthday Thursday. It's almost over. So Kayla's birthday is Thursday, so make sure y'all here. show her mad love on Thursday. Cash out. I'm gonna be 29, y'all. Y'all can cash at me. January 16th. And speaking of January 16th, it's important because that's your birthday. Yeah. It's Aaliyah's that's birthday. That's Aaliyah's birthday. She's gonna get all her music. All her music come on the streaming services Aaliyah. on Thursday. And we're going to get into Aaliyah later on in the conversation of this topic. So let's go ahead and get into it. We're going to get into the gestures of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, it matches. Yo, yo. It matches. It matches. The five letters of my name match with, uh, you ain't think about it when she said you matches. Aaliyah. I do that too. I spell my name too. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got five letters. You going to say this is J-E-N-N-A? It makes sense. Fuck out of here. Yeah, that's okay. We got it. Thank you, Kayla, because clearly they these niggas is not trying to understand. Oh, it's five Lord. letters. Anyway, so the justice of the week, y'all. I'm pretty sure y'all been watching social media quite closely. As he pours his drink. As I pour my drink. <laughs> you know we're gonna get into some things tonight. But um Yeah, I'm pretty sure you guys seen on social media where what you wanna call them? R. Kelly's captives. Oh my we're not <laughs> We not calling them captives. They're his girlfriends. They they were there because they wanted They're to be there. They're sister wives. Oh, They're sister girlfriends. People girlfriend. who are captive are held against their will. Yeah, the okay. want to be there. So oh. they his. They kind of felt like they was held against their well, will. Well, I feel okay. So 
They did. I'm gonna say captive. So because no, if they felt like they was held against their will, they wouldn't be in no hotel room fighting. Got it. Mm. So that wasn't we, a hotel room. Well, whatever they was at. That was they, a condo one. Well, it? that was really nice. But anyway. I was about yeah. to say that so, that was a resort hallway. That's nice. It was nice and spacious. Where that's at? Let me yeah, tell you enough something. to fight because they were getting it in. Oh, they were getting it in. I'm they moving in. in. I'm just waiting on. So, so that's why we giving him Justin the week because his two girlfriends were rocking and rolling. Bless you. Bless you. We're rocking and rolling. Um. In the middle of a resort hallway Who because Asriel beat, like, beat Joycelyn's ass. Right. And, and she then Joycelyn was the one talking about some get off me, get off me. Like, wait. And she the one who started shit. it. And, and she was the aggressor. And she was the that aggressor. So suck. the reason, the thing that stemmed from the fight, the reason why the fight happened, I'm sorry, is because Asriel. Okay, so from what it seemed like, it seemed like Asriel, Asriel what's her name? Asriel. Asriel was That's moving, be was, move, <laughs> was moving out of R. Kelly's apartment, condo, whatever the fuck that is. Mm-hmm. And she had movers in the apartment. Because okay. I remember hearing Joy say, you got these men in here. You know, he don't even like having men in here. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what stemmed from it. I think okay. they was just, that's what I, started. Plus, I think them whole, both of them hold inside of each other. Yeah. Like, you got, you, like, R. Kelly's not there anymore. So mm-hmm. they really don't even have to be cool with each other no more. And I honestly. And that girl been one to a play. Yeah, and I honestly feel like feel. the reason why, like, I'm glad that the girl's out of captivity. She done snapped out of it and <laughs> came back to her senses. No, because the way that she posts on social media, she's making it seem like, oh, she just all of a sudden realized. She has been what, posting on social media. What she a lot. realized is that motherfucking money was running shit. short. That, that, no, that money was that running bank short. got depleted. That's why you save the shit. If you got a nigga with money like that, you save your shit. Your shit should never run out. Well, it ran out, and no. now she want to go, and now she gone. Now you're damn no, fool. She not run out. Period. Yeah. Well, she gone, and for whatever the reason, well, maybe Joycelyn saved her money because she's staying. She ain't got no damn money. That's why she's staying. If you don't have no money, I don't feel. Like, I feel like Joy staying because she just wants to. Stay. I feel like Ezreal just really got, tired. I, I feel like they. I really feel like she's just tired. She don't have nowhere else to go. That too. That's not true. Her parents have been begging for her it's to like come she home. She probably don't want to go back home. Stockholm syndrome. When you <laughs> fall in love, like with your abuser, is that what it's called? I guess Stockholm so. Syndrome? Yeah, when you fall in love with your abuser. Yeah, that's what it is. I watch a lot of life. That's time. sick. <laughs> but you want to know what? A lot of people, a lot of people do that because, like, for a while, a lot of uh, for a while, people were like, that's how, like, a lot of movies were based around that, where like women would get uh, get raped and then they would fall in love. Lifetime movie that with is their lifetime. with their rapists. You know what I'm saying? And they, but that was big for a TV period. That was like the storyline for a lot of shows and movies mm-hmm. for a long time. And that was the whole thing was women who were abused would fall in love with their abusers or. The per, the guy who raped them, and then they would live like happily ever after. Well, she doesn't go live happily ever after because they about to put R. Kelly under the fucking jail. He's already in jail, but they gonna nail Is his this ass this time. Is trial gonna be public? I I'm want it to be. Sure. I'm pretty it's sure. It's gonna it be will. for sure. That for one, he a black man doing like going through this. They definitely gonna make this public. They gonna nail him because this time. I mean, just look at how OJ's situation was. Not with no pedophile stuff, but any uh, a white guy going through that same trial, it wouldn't have been public. Yeah, like and he, they they made OJ a spectacle at that point in time. So you could best believe R. Kelly definitely is about to be all <laughs> on every news station. It's I quote unquote. Got. It's a high profile case. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So, um, our jesters of the week is pretty much tying into the main topic, and the topic is, I don't want to say dark. It's heavy, 
but it's a topic that needs to but be discussed. Relative. But but it's relative, and we you know we haven't discussed it on this podcast. And I know like you know we talk about fun things, we talk about everything on this podcast. And I, I mean I know some people. I, I want to say last season of the podcast, you know, wanted us to, you know, talk about it and touch base on it, but we haven't. But since this R. Kelly thing is yeah. prevalent again, mm-hmm. um, we're going to talk about child pedophilia in the black community, um, just like how it affects the black community, just like how, you know, different, like how parents operate and how it affects children and the church and how that all plays into it as well. So, um, We'll go ahead and get started. I know it's it's deep. So I'll start with Kayla. Dun dun dun. Since you have a, a young daughter, mm. a young black daughter, how do you go about I guess like teaching her how to, I guess like protect herself and not to, I guess, be afraid to come to you God forbid if something were to happen. Like how do you I don't want to say prepare, but what teachings have you instilled in her? Um, we started at like two where like she first started like learning or asking about body parts. Mm-hmm. Um, us, me, her dad and her grandparents are pretty much like, you know, don't allow anyone to touch you inappropriately. So like we would go over like no one touches you on your chest or your boobs, mm-hmm. your private or your bottom. And then we would just have her repeat it. Like, you know, repetition is key. So she knows, like, those are parts that are private to her. So no one should touch them. Mm -hmm. No one should, you know, touch them inappropriately. Like, but now that she's getting older and starting to vocalize things more, um, conversations, I guess, get a little bit more complicated. Where, like, you know, she was like, oh, why I can't go in the boys' bathroom? versus you know like stuff like that and no I'm one like, me dog yeah, that shit like, funny as fuck she <laughs> dead ass no she dead ass real but you know what's crazy is like now that I'm older like I had a conversation with my dad like yo like when was the last time like you went in the restroom with me and he was like you were like four mm-hmm. and I made sure that your grandma went and checked on you when you used the restroom and I'm like why like I'm your daughter mm-hmm. but then I had the same conversation with your mom's dad like do you go in the restroom with her? Like, do you, you know, you need to make sure, like, you know, you wipe her privates correctly. Because she's still young. So, yeah. like, he like, man, she she getting big. And I'm like, what the fuck kind of thought process do y'all have? And my dad totally agreed. And I thought it was dumb. Because I was yeah. like, that's your kid. Like, you but know. But see, you're looking from a mother's spectacles and a woman's spectacles. You're not seeing it from they child. Like, boy, at any given time, bro, like, somebody, he could be just really being a dad and being a father and somebody will take something completely out of proportion and blow it or a child might not understand it either but from a guy perspective bro numerous those are thin lines for guys who are not pedophiles we don't want to play around no lines or anything that will even somebody would even think that you're doing some bull crap because i'll bet that ruins your ruins everything about you ruins your image yeah. your name like and you could be completely innocent, like, nah, like, I'm doing this because it's my daughter. But how do we change that stigma? Because that's some old school <sighs> shit. Like, it is. That's some old it school. Is, well, I don't, I don't necessarily, because if if it's your daughter that's four-year-old, I mean. Yeah, so here's what I'm, so here, so. I'm not expecting you to go to the women's restroom, though, with right. your child. So here's what I think with what you're saying, like, if, just say if Yemi were my daughter, and mm-hmm. I was out with her, and we, and she needed to go to the restroom. Yeah. She, 
you know, she's at an age where she can wipe herself. Cool. However, I'm going in that. She's going into the men's bathroom and she can go into her own stall and do whatever it is she needs to do. But I'm going to stand not outside. I'm going to be at the door. I'm going to be in the bathroom at at the door because I'm I'm not going to let any opportunity present itself because things happen so quickly. Look. Kids and this can get is a different day and age, and yeah. people will legit. You could be holding on to your child, and people and will try person and snatch will, your child. Will snatch your child. Yeah, while, they, while you I've with seen them. videos of it. It's yeah, fucking so I've insane. I've seen that shit on the subway, I, but for me, it's just <clears> not to cut you off. But it's like I try so hard as a parent to break stick, all of the things, stick, all negative of the stigmas that are negative, because it's like, God forbid, I'm not here, and you have to be a father and a man raising mm-hmm. a woman. What you gonna? Well, how you gonna talk to her about titties and sex and? But certain certain you know, things like, that like the world, the world, the world gonna teach you certain things. But as a man, cause like in my family, you I don't be afraid to wipe a, a like a child's like in my family, all of the single parents are men. Like my family is like like I have a lot of single fathers in our family. I don't. That's why when when people be saying that, I'm like nah. Like a lot of men that I know are they take care of their children by themselves. Mm-hmm. I know women who take care, but like in, in my family and family tree. It's a lot of men who take care of the child by themselves, and the woman is out doing whatever she do. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, so I, I feel like you do have to. It's it's a slippery slope because being as a as coming from a male's perspective, and I don't have kids, but I can also understand that like being a male, you're a protector, and that's like you mm-hmm. kind of put in that role from society. So it's like when you have a daughter. It's kind of hard because there is no guidebook, but what do you do in certain situations like that when, like, you out in public or something like that and your daughter needs to use the bathroom? Do you let her go in the little the, the women's bathroom? Or, and especially now that you have you have people who identify, they might be born as men, but they identify as women, they in that bathroom. Correct. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it puts you in a, in a hard bond and, and it's this predicament where it's like how do I protect? Because you want to protect. But how do you without violating laws of this land and violating laws of this land? Here's how I do it. At the end of the day, I don't give a fuck. Because at the end of the day, bottom line, at the end of the day, that child is mine. Like I didn't like I don't have any children right now, but my niece. Yeah. So like when I You my, go on the war about when, when my niece came came was born, I was fourteen. So whenever so when she was coming up, it was whenever I went somewhere, she went with me. And I didn't play that. Sh- I don't give a fuck if I'm in the if she's in the bathroom with me and somebody raising an eyebrow. That's my kid. Yeah, yeah. Some, I don't give a damn what you think. If something happens to her, that's on me. I right, would never right, be right. able to forgive myself if she got snatched up or if somebody yeah. touched her or yeah. some shit. So yeah, she's in the bathroom. And see, with people me. don't never look <clears throat> that far into it. And it's like, nah, you have to because you have if to. It did happen. Then people, are like, well, why didn't you go in there with her? Exactly. Like, you know, like, I don't want to hear that shit. And at the end of the day, I can prove that this child belongs to me. Yeah. So if somebody got a question. And somebody you can come go snatch. If somebody go snatch her, you you know you right. Yeah, I feel you on that. I I agree with you on that. When so I it, think about, it, I never thought about doing any of that. But when I, when you come at it from that angle, I understand that, I respect that, and it's like, damn, I, gotta, low key, hey, bet you gotta protect the child. Listen, you coming in here with me, mm-hmm. you going there, and and if a man walk, think about going in there. That's yeah. I'm on his ass. We got issues. It's tax season. So with Yemi, you said you tell her, you know, X Y Z. Yeah. So have you explained to her? Like the steps, like, cause you know, here's what happens with child pedophilia. Something happens to a kid and then the person 
scares and like if I if you tell on me, I'll get in big trouble or if you tell I'll kill your parent or something like that. Have you tackled that issue or that topic like, hey, I don't give a fuck if they say that you come tell me. Oh, yeah. I mean, for most of the people who know Yamaya's personality, we even joke like Yamaya is a snitch. Like, Yamaya don't play Yamaya that shit, Yamaya don't give bro. a fuck. She gonna say it. Like, she's just gonna be like, hey, you know that little meme where the dude be pointing right. at court? He that's, did it. That's Yamaya. Yamaya Libra. She ain't going down for nobody. Like, she think about herself. <laughs> and that's it in her well-being. So it's like. But he told we, me. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> right. <laughs> she be like, uh, yeah, so I got in trouble at school today because he made me mad. I hit him. Mm-hmm. The end. Do I get a spanking? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. Like, so, but we tell her, you could tell us anything. Like, her and me and Tim, like, have a very open, like, yo, like, if this happened to you, go ahead and tell us, like, you're not going to get in trouble. If mm-hmm. anybody touch you, you tell, you're not going to get in trouble. Like, nobody's going to get in trouble. You always keep that open line of communication. So, but, did like, y'all parents do that with y'all? Like, growing up, my, my mom always, like, she would check on us and, like, has anybody touched you? If you know and so she always did that, and she always, and we always felt comfortable enough to tell her my, if there was anything that that went wrong. Yeah, my parents didn't necessarily say. I think we just knew. That's how it again, was. It was an underlying message. It was, some, it was on the pretense of like Sheila was not playing them games, and William damn sure ain't playing them games. So the boys were allowed to. You know, hang out, but me, my ass wasn't really hell. I, I didn't go out much. Yeah, As y'all I became do shit. teenagers or what? Well, we're all spaced out. Oh, yeah, yeah. So none of us that. grew up in the house. I mean, me and my brother that's five years older, we grew up in the house together, but the age difference is just like. Yeah. It's different with two yeah. different yeah. So sexes it's just like, too, like, plus, like the boy, I mean, my brother, like I said, we didn't have no conversation in the house where it was just like, oh, well, if you get touched, come tell, tell me. me. Yeah. It was more so but you like. Knew yeah, you kind of just know. Bitch, you tells me I'm telling my brothers. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, <laughs> and plus, like, the way my family dynamic is set up, it's just, it's not that nobody has ever gotten touched before, because I can't really speak on everybody, but I'm, I'm pretty sure nobody has, because we all just don't play them types of games with each other. Yeah. So. So, to answer your question, my mom, like, okay, so to speak on how you said, like, Kayla, you said it's a boys and girl boys and girls are raised separately. Yeah. I mean, not separately, differently. Differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mom raised me and my sister the same in regard, into that regard. Like, she didn't play that shit. Like, if I went somewhere, just, like, I used to, you know, I, I played the saxophone, so I used to get private lessons. When I used to come back from the private lessons, how did the lessons go? Great. Did the man touch you? I was like, no. You know, she said, are you sure? Did he okay. say that? I was like, no. My mom, like, as much of a daddy's girl that my mom was. She loved her dad to death. Now, my grandfather never touched nobody, but she was like, when if I came home from my grandparents' house, when it came to us, nothing was off limits. Oh, she didn't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah, she did was like, did, did, your, did Papa Pete touch you? I was like, no, my dad used to be like, Stephanie, that's your dad. My mom said, I don't give a damn. Shit happens all the time. Yeah, you just really I mean, that makes don't sense, know. But I'm, I'm just like, I just, like, me personally, Especially, I wasn't allowed allowed around a lot of men anyway. So if I wasn't with my daddy, then it just wasn't happening. See, I have, yeah. I have, like, I just, I like, mean, I, yeah, I have one. See, that's the thing. That's another thing. See, I only have one uncle on my mom's side. My the rest of my uncles were on my dad's side, but we never would go see them as much. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, we just like 
as far as it came to me, I just wasn't allowed, allowed around a lot of men. Like, the boyfriend thing in, in middle school, elementary school, high school, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And not saying, uh. not saying that I couldn't have one. It was just like, what the hell you... You don't need Like, why do you now. need a boy? Like, yeah. what do you need a boyfriend for? Like, what is that for? Play play like, you know, like... But see, that's that's what didn't occur in my house. It wasn't yeah. no play play about shit like that because you yeah. don't play about shit like that. <laughs> As a girl, you Motherfuckers is grown now talking about... They play no. with boyfriends and girlfriends. And it's crazy. It's funny because... <laughs> It's my it's what I will say is this. The way kids are being raised now is completely different. They have so much but they have so much they have so, so much. much shit that they're um that they're getting um exposed to. Thank you, Malcolm. That they're getting exposed to because my niece is funny. This is the funny it was funny to me because my mom went straight back to parenting style and I well don't you don't never stop being a parent. But the switch that she did, it turned into like a Cause I mean, Sheila can be the disciplinarian, but she'll scare your ass. And I had she, my niece had never experienced that, so I'm upstairs laughing my ass off because my niece has a, a male friend. I don't, you know, probably like some some innocent shit, like you know, like somebody. But the way these cell phones working, <laughs> they texting each other. So my mama is like a very hands-on person. So she want to see what the hell you got going on and why you in the phone so much. So she, you know, of course she checked the messages, and the boy was just like, you know, I, you know, I talk, I can't talk right now, and I think he said, honey, or some shit like that. For one, you're eight, like why y'all talking like that? And so she, she, but to you, Malcolm, that ain't shit. But this is a eight-year-old girl, and my mom was like, well, who the hell is so and so? You want to know what's worse than that text message? What she gonna see on TV? I mean, you are yeah, absolutely correct. Yeah, but when you have when you have that exposure, and my mama's like, she she just like I said, she flipped the switch. She wants to know who this person is. And that's cool. Where so he now, coming so from? Why did that? Boom, 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 boom. Introduce who? So so no, what I'm saying is like, you want to know who this is? Let me introduce you to this person. Not You're saying Listen, hold on. When I say physically, when I say introduce, I'm not saying physically introduce. Like, ask me. Like that's my friend. You know we ain't doing nothing. I think no, she you, don't, you don't know, know that. that. <laughs> so my, so my, th- this is my thing. No matter how, and, and this is what I'll be trying to talk, to, like tell parents now. No matter what, like, see the thing you want to know why people hide shit, and even inside a relationship is because the person who they want to talk to or confide in, they don't trust them enough to do it because of how you feel. So like, how you gonna react? Because it's, it's how you react. So like, my thing is, what she already doing. I mean, she it could be ten ex- times worse than it, that. No, she been exposed. My no, point she's is that been she exposed been exposed to it. So, so my thing is now that she been exposed. Watch how when she went when when you approach her about certain things, how you approach her gonna determine how she how she responds well, she, to you and what she tell you for the. But what I will, but what I, but what I will say is this: you can tell she wasn't used to being approached like that. Now, don't get me wrong; my mama didn't cuss her out or nothing like that, and she didn't punish her or anything like that or beat her ass. But you can tell that she wasn't exposed to that type of conversation about from how an from an adult, yeah. from even from her parents, because my mama is the paternal grandparent, not the maternal grand, the, the daddy side. Pater- yeah, okay. So she she's not used to having because my mama is a sit, she'll sit down and talk to you and lecture you about yeah. something. She's not gonna like yoke you up unless you're disrespectful. Her thing was you can't 
the way the shit, the way, like I said, the way these cell phones, it's perverts. And that's what she told her. Mm-hmm. You know, it's perverts out here. Mm-hmm. It's people out here getting in your phone. That is such an old school word, too. Mm-hmm. Pervert. Pervert. <laughs> so what do they call them it's now? It's perverts out here. And, 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 and Weirdo. She, I mean, she said <laughs> pedophile, too. She was just like, you're a young lady now. You're growing into an older woman. So you can't, like, you can't, like, expose yourself like that. And and I get that. But how old is the that boy? That was a conversation. I don't, the boy is the same age. So, so, age. so, so my thing is, is like, you say, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say when you say uh, an eight-year-old is Me a young too. lady or a young woman, like if someone says to Yamaya, right now, almost five, that she is a young lady or a young woman, I'm going to immediately shut that down. Okay, because that I'm just saying, like oh. that just opens up a conversation to where she is going to start believing. Oh, you know what? She's not eight, y'all. Associating my bad. herself. She a whole 11 years. Okay, so then that changes different. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. But, like, when you start to associate these words, like. And plus, she has a menstrual, so right. she's going to be a young lady. When you tell, like, a boy, like, oh, yeah. he the man of the house type shit, like, <laughs> it changes the dynamic of the conversation to where it's like, okay, well, that's the man of the house. You a young lady, you a young woman. And now they start to view themselves differently. So now you're insinuating that they're sexual beings. Yeah. When mm-hmm. these niggas just ate. Yeah, my, my bad. Let me do an age check, everybody. My niece is 11. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that changes things a that little changed. bit. So, because so, like, you then, and she definitely, you're in middle school. At 11, yeah. you're in No, she's school. definitely not in middle school. At 11, you're not in middle school? You she, got, was going, you know, like, she was born in November. Grade. She's late. Yeah. So her birthday's in she November. She should be in si- Oh yeah, Fifth yeah. Grade. She's born yeah. Okay, yeah. so in regards to like, <laughs> she generally I had two girlfriends. No, no, no. I've been saying sixth grade. I had like two or three girlfriends. So Jenna touched base. I had a boyfriend base, in sixth grade. So Jenna touched base on I did. like I guess things that can occur with someone. I guess that's you know in your age bracket in regards to you know what that situation yeah, was. Yeah, but I, I feel like just kids alone, just, they just have so much shit going on with these damn phones, YouTube. And But I was people. about to say, I was about to elaborate off of what you were saying and segue into like how about when it comes to child pedophilia, like, and it happens to, I guess, within the family. Within the family. Oh. So, like, I, you want to know what's crazy is, like, in the black community, I've always said this, is, like, we've been – we're great hiders. We can cover up anything and do it with a straight face. Like, that's something that we've been conditioned to do since slavery. So, like, you could be, your wife could be getting raped, but you won't, don't want to tell the slave master that that's your wife or let them know because they're going to go in on you. So, it's like, we've, we've got conditioned over the past few centuries to see certain shit and then ignore it like it's never happened. And within the black community, pedophilia and pedophiles are something that is legit covered up. So, like, we, we make jokes about it being in the white community, but that's only to deter what happens in the black community because it's very prevalent here. We have pastors. We got uncles. We got we have family members who do this. Brothers. And, you know, like brothers. Brothers. But then when you look at when you look too. at that one case where uh, I forgot who R. Hell. Wow. R. Kelly. And R. Kelly, they were saying R. Kelly is one of the people, his older sister. Was molesting, to, him. was molesting him. Was molesting him. And I so then, that movie and so then what, what, what happens is it turns into a, a cycle that nobody, and unless we bring it to the surface, nobody understands why he's like that. Nobody mm-hmm. cares because they're going to be like, well, he did this, he did this. But like literally, even with a serial killer, the best thing to do instead of saying, oh, let's give him life in prison, let's find out where How the fuck did started. we get to that why, point? Why mm-hmm. did he even want to kill multiple people why did someone like r kelly want to do these things because we know naturally 
it's not it's not okay and we don't even think that it's okay for a male to want a younger woman who's not who who's still a child mm-hmm. so it's like you have to ask yourself and it made perfect sense when when that came and hit the air about r kelly it was like it made perfect sense that when his sister was molesting him mm-hmm. and it's like but and even still after all this going on nobody still brings that to light and the th- and what you're saying with like you know being in the fam like you said we're great hiders you always hear this in the black community mm-hmm. what goes on in this house stays in this house like i've seen situations where for example somebody gets molested by an uncle they deal with it in house they keep it hush hush they don't want to blast it because they don't want to blast it or blast the uncle because yeah. they don't want people all up in their business yet and still you have your child that was molested by their uncle then the next thanksgiving or christmas or you know whatever your happened child in the room with the cousins messing with somebody kid. or you never take into account how the child feels that their parents are still allowing their you know the their molester to still come like we don't i don't say we don't as a whole the majority yeah. is always just like we're keeping it in house, keep it hush hush because we don't want to embarrass the family. No, fuck the family. You need to think about your child and how that eventually, how that eventually like plays yeah, with them psycho- psychologically and how that'll play on them in the future. Like, I'm pretty sure if I guess somebody came to R. Kelly's aid when they found out that the sister was molesting him or actually told. And they talked about it more in the second season about like how it just wasn't just the sister. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was, was, ser- it, was, was an, it was an old guy. It was an right. old guy in the neighborhood yeah. that was fucking with the little and boys and shit. So like, it was like, he was just conditioned to think that that is okay. Mm-hmm. So then you don't help it. It's like a fucking drug. Like not even to compare like a fucking person who was raped to a fucking crackhead. But right. It's, but I, I get your you angle. You see what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just kind of like nobody. Yeah. And if you watch the second season, it's like, okay, y'all niggas knew this. Yeah. Then your mama took money to not tell on the nigga. Remember when he said that? Yes. He was like, yo, my, the brother was saying yeah, that. Yeah, like, mom took, took money. money. Five, like, $5,000. Like, like, no amount of, my kid is priceless, Man, nigga. Look at, look at that R. Kelly situation. Yeah, yeah, my child is priceless. Like, if, yeah, like, if that would have happened to me, Niggas' heads would been gone. Well, we coming for that. But then it's noggin. like you, you say that, not to be like, but you say that until the situation no, happens. No, I know for a black ass fact that my mom and dad, if that shit ever happened to me, they would kill yeah, the motherfucker that shit did too. I'm, my, I, 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 yeah, I would my put my mom life on that even, shit. Even now, like my, my mom, my mom did, but my daddy, like he's still like, and I'm a grown man and I be on all bullshit. But my daddy, boy, if I call him and be like, hey, daddy, Walk the band like this just happened, boy. He like say less, and he finna get on the same shit I'm on. So it's like it is. My mom wanted to slap old girl that spit on me, and I'm almost thirty years old. Yeah, it's time to go. I I think it's a different. So if somebody molested me, that motherfucker dead. Period. But it's okay. So for me, it's just like I think that the upbringing also changes how people react to the situation. Well, my mom used to always say she'll kill a rock about her kids until until that fucking rock comes, and then you're like, okay, what the fuck do I do? You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I hate all of you. Uh Okay. (laughs) Nah. Sheila Nixon, she she don't ask she she not asking no question. 
I really feel like that is how. Well, I don't say all because clearly R. Kelly's mom <laughs> sold him to the fucking guy. But I really feel like if somebody did something against me, I feel like you would fucking snap. I would totally fucking snap. But what I'm saying is, so like you know, like I said, my my parents have a very different upbringing. So like for example, I had a situation in college where I was taken advantage of at a party. And I told my dad, like, after the situation mm-hmm. happened, and my dad's first reaction, where I'm like, I'm finna tell my daddy, like, this is crazy. My dad was like, well, what were you doing at a party? <gasps> and I that would never, fun. no, but that 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 I, like, I would never forget that shit, because I was like, huh? what? Well, okay, then that makes you feel like, I can't tell like nobody my, now. Exactly, and I but was see, 19, so I'm 28 now, and I'm like, I still remember his, 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 his reaction, and reaction. I was like, and yo, like, I'm not saying life, anything else. And see, that's what I was saying earlier, like, hence is why, like, your reaction to what, how, you know, how you react to your child when they tell you something that's, like, important or detrimental, like, that's literally going to change the entire infrastructure. Yes. How, or, you know, the way they respond it, to you or yeah. how they treat you. Because, like, even if you could be six years old, bro, it's things that I remember at six, bro. I remember saying, and I didn't get the, or or even if I didn't get the response that I want, it was the, the response that you gave me, I'll never yeah, forget. I'm 28 forget now. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. responses from, from 20 years ago. I'm trying you to know what I'm saying? Right and so, you know, like, that is the key you thing. You have that- to be with the black community. Within the black community, I feel like black fathers, black mothers, black grandmothers, black grandfathers, aunties, aunts, uh, uncles, you have to be receptive because the thing is when people, and, and especially children because they're so impressionable, when you're not receptive of how they feel or what's going on, they immediately want to shut down. That's their go-to. It's like shut down, wow, boom, red flag. I can't tell mom this mm-hmm. again because she didn't take my side. Or I can't tell dad this because he, he just blew it off. Me. Or yep. he going to get mad at me. And uh, the thing is, is... Or you don't want your parents to go to fucking jail. Yeah, and you, or you don't want... Or within the black community, we don't want to see someone go to jail because we know like that's like the ultimate punishment. People rather... Hell and jail is the same thing mm-hmm. for a lot of people. And so... I feel like if we are more receptive, because I have seen situations where a daughter would come to their mother and would be like, mom, your boyfriend is doing this to me. Or mom, your boyfriend is, he's doing this. And the first thing mom would say, well, what you I don't believe you. What you did. Because because naturally, and, and I've been, and it's so crazy that we t- we're discussing this now because I see a lot of instances where the mother is, for some reason, jealous of the daughter, the mother, women, women, two grown women cannot live. It's hard. I can't. can't I, I won't say can't, but it's hard for two grown women to live in the same house, even if they share the same bloodline. Sure. Because the older woman, for some reason, gets jealous and envious of the young woman. She might have young more curves, and it could be a fourteen-year-old little girl just getting into high school, and a mother, an older woman, would be jealous of her because she wanted. She think that her man. Looking at the younger girl, mm-hmm. and in a lot of instances, even if she's not that young, but older men be wanting mm-hmm. young women. So older women, they grow this sense of insecurity at that age that they never had before. And so the first, so when they daughter come tell them or they step through, hey, mama, you know such and such is he, he touched me, and I didn't like it. First thing the mama do is get upset with the daughter. Mm-hmm. What the what fuck? did you do? Like the first thing you should have did was went straight to him instead of the daughter, and that stems from 
You know, like, and that also comes from the women, and that's they they want to be, they want somebody so bad that they they willing to take the, they'll risk it all, and will put that push their daughter, push their child aside just so that they can keep that man in the house. I know one of my niece's friends. I don't think anything sexually happened to her, but the the mom's boyfriend was like, it's either me or her. And you know that she chose the man, and the girl right. got to live with the grandparents. Nah. It's absolutely fucking That's wild. That's insane. That's insane. I feel insane. like <laughs> we need to we need to start changing. I won't say change how we parent, but in addition to saying if somebody touches you, tell me the parent or the person in charge need to change how they react. How they react? Because, Facts. like you said, Facts. how you react will change everything from that point forward. It Very will. True. It it's will. Very true. So we've talked about, you know, in the family, you know, where pedophilia goes. Let's talk about pedophilia in the church. Ooh. Oh, whoa. And you want oh man. That hit big. Yeah. Because we fact. got a lot of, you know, for one, and and you know, we, we live in a society where religious is extremely big, you know, and we put pastors on pedestals. And man and, and we and and, and one reason we have to stop doing that is because we allow them to get away with so much, so many things, and and a lot of times the pastors, preachers, these priests, they they touch more little boys, and statistically they touch more little boys and they touch little girls, and that's what's crazy. That's it's scary. Statistically, disgusting. they do. You know what I'm saying? I don't know every. Obviously, I don't know every situation, but a lot of times these pastors, these preachers. They touching little boys in the church, and so and what they do is they use religion and the, you know the name of the Lord to cover up a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But in the black community, we see pastors not being able to, to do no wrong, and that's one thing that makes me sick because regardless of what what you believe in and what you follow, it's certain things that no matter where you come from across the world, that's globally just not right mm-hmm. and inside of the church that happens a lot where you have these pastors because of what what pastors are good at is getting people to trust them which is why you're a leader anyways because people trust you they follow you mm-hmm. but on the downside of that is that those same people that follow you and they come into your church those are the same people who protect you when you're doing wrong and in the black community we have gotten so used to protecting those who are high up that are doing wrong that like now, when a pastor do that shit, y'all literally he could do it on a Friday, Sunday morning. Y'all forget about it. All he gotta do is give a little apology, like uh, the pastor that was in Tallahassee. With Jacob, oh, Jacob God, Chapel, still working on you him. know, and he was in the church. You know, I re- I'll never forget when that happened. When you know, I was like, damn, this crazy. But wasn't he, in he the just house. cheating? Not just and cheating, that, yeah, but ain't you, no telling you the leader of the church. If, listen, if he in the, if he cheating and he's sleeping with the men in the church that work for the church wives. And in their homes, in the door to bed, what do you think he would do and in another situation? It's like he obviously has no morals. He has no he he don't have anything to stand on. If he will if you're the pastor of a church and then you sleeping with wives in the church and their and their husbands, they're paying ties to you. They work for this church and you sleeping. I I highly doubt like you know, I don't doubt, actually, I don't doubt that you you mess with little children in the church. What I say like, you know how you say, you know, most people put, like, 
pastors and priests on a pedestal. Yeah. Me being the person I am, I don't give a fuck I, about titles. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about status. At the end of the day, yeah, you a man, a human, a person, and just, you just are like a me, person. you are capable of doing any Anything. fucking thing that you put your mind to. So just like you say, things. I, the number one reason why things always happen in the church is because people tr- put too much trust in the pastors. Oh, he's a man of God. Oh, he's Lord. a man of the Lord. We can really trust him. They be the main him. ones cheating on their wives. He, he can really trust him. We can leave our son with him. You know, he would never do anything like that. He's the main one doing who knows what to your child. Yeah, but you know what that ties you, into? Taking them to Atlantic Station shopping. What does that tie into? It ties into just accountability. Like, you have your pastor, you have your shit, your professors, your teachers. Mm-hmm. You, then we go back down to the, the family, like it's accountability. So if you don't have a, a culture or a community that is comfortable with holding someone accountable, mm-hmm. then it's going to continue to happen. Mm-hmm. So we're going to continue to go to church or we're going to continue to go to that church or mm-hmm. we're going to continue to allow that uncle to come get a fucking plate. Right at Christmas and Thanksgiving and all that shit. But like we're in a generation where accountability is key because now we have social media. Now we have like all of these platforms to be vocal about people being nasty. Like this Mm -hmm. shit is not okay. Like this shit is nasty. But like, how do we change the narrative? Because our parents and grandparents didn't talk about it. Right. So Mm -hmm. now you got situations where, you got the the girls who are damn concubines for R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or like, yeah. you know, we talk about like, <laughs> damn, that's basically what it is. <laughs> Shit. Like, you know, we watch this R. Kelly documentary. Like somebody's still out here getting paid because we watching this whole documentary about this nigga being a creep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Or like, but it's accountability. So like we have to hold everybody accountable. So we fucking watching rappers date younger women. Mm-hmm. Or we watching actors date younger women, and we're like, oh well, we're still gonna watch that movie or listen to that song. It's really good. I told y'all, I still listen to Chocolate Factory. Yeah, Man, like, <laughs> I still listen to R. Kelly. Like, I mean, and it's, like, if it if it come on, like if it come on, what you know, I'm saying is, I don't say okay, I don't. Yeah, like I like I don't have any R. Kelly on my phone for one. Like I right, like, I, I never in my either. life downloaded an R. Kelly song. But yeah, what I'm saying yeah. is. What I'm saying is, if it come on the radio, yeah, I'm not I'm changing it, and I don't give a damn how anybody. I'm not changing it, bro. He make good music. Y'all separate y'all president from all the pedophile shit he did and all the other shit. I'm my president. And and killing and killing millions of people and starting a war and all this other stuff, and then you still say my president. That's an artist. I like his music. I don't like what he does behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. I don't know what none of y'all do behind closed doors, but I fuck with you for what I know. You, you know. Let me tell you something. I ain't gonna know about <laughs> these fucking kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. nah, nah. And, and I'm not. What I'm saying, yeah. I but I don't agree with what he do, but I like his music. So I want to expound on what Kayla was talking about as far as like changing the narrative, like because you know I feel like the millennials, our generation, has you know broken a lot of generational curses oh yeah so i I feel like when you know you have your child and i like how you raise you i mean i feel like you do a great job Mm -hmm. and i feel like our i feel like with (laughs) our kids it'll be millennial i feel like it'll be different i feel like we'll have that transparency because i feel like we have the common sense to know like we've all have have had different traumas and we know how that have made us feel 
So I feel like when we, you know, have our kids and stuff like that, we'll know how to better parent and how to handle certain situations. Mm -hmm. And I I just feel I'm hopeful for the future. But, of course, you still have creeps because we have peers who are rapists. So they're not going to be instilling any type of any type of morals or shit to their sons or children. Hashtag hold your homeboys accountable. Um, Please hold them accountable. I mean... Cause we could really get into that. Oh man, mm. I'll, I'll shut the shit down. Yeah, no, let's not. Let's not today. But just know, like, if you know your homeboy is out here doing some creep shit, if you know your grown ass homeboy is still yeah, picking up little shouties at fam, tweeting them, they eighteen, nineteen, born in two thousand and one, <laughs> two thousand and two. Please hold them accountable. It's a little net. <laughs> Y'all, we just got fucking yelled at. That's why we had to stop the recording because Antonio yelled at all of us. And I, we I were, didn't yell at them, y'all. We, we have been here be, since seven o'clock. It's now ten o'clock. I'm here. sleepy. This nigga is bouncing off the walls. Drink. I'm not bouncing off the walls. I'm and sleepy. I'm trying to get we to the topic. Anyway, we were R. Kelly'd into continuing the last of this recording. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, you finna yell again. But speaking of yeah. R. Kelly, he finna yell again, yeah. And we were talking about accountability. Oh, yeah, we were talking. Well, it is. We were talking about yeah. accountability before we left off, Malcolm. In regards to the whole Aaliyah situation, because we all know that you know Aaliyah, you yeah. know, was in that situation with R. Kelly at the age of 14, 15, married to him and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, but not only. You Who know, do you feel is like, like with the accountability so piece we, that we're talking when about? We speak about taking accountability. Accountability. You know, that has to be taken on all sides. So, like, you mess with Jay-Z at, what, 14, 15? That was R. Kelly. R. Kelly at, you know, 14, 15. But then you, it was, you know, rumors or whatever, speculations, or however it may be. Mm-hmm. Dame, Dash, and Jay-Z. So, mm-hmm. you know, at that age, if we looking at it and see, we, sometimes we like to paint people in a better image than what they really were but if we take a 14 year old girl right now in 2020 say oh she messing with this rapper this entertainer this person we not finna sit here and put them on no pedestal you know you know i'm just being you know real Mm -hmm. and i have respect for the for the dead and i have respect for Aaliyah. you know musically i don't know her as a person but i know if i just if if one of my partners was talking about this girl and she on famu campus she said she messing with this rapper. If she only 14 years old, she dealing with this person, this person, this person. At 14, bro, I'm going to be real with you. You know, like I said, like, RP, you know, I respect the dead. But at the same time, shorty, you need to be held accountable, your mother and your father. Because not only did her mother know about or have, you know, was aware of her relationship with R. Kelly, but so was her father. He okayed it. Mm-hmm. So to me, when we talk about taking account, uh, taking accountability, I can't just put that on R. Kelly. All parties need to take accountability, including Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you said you I had that was that was fourteen year olds that was your age that you could have dealt with. You chose to deal with guys who are a lot older. And so with women now who who be fourteen, I knew girls in high school who who went after older guys. Not older guys, you older. You supposed to be able to say, "I'm a grown man." My first boyfriend Ooh. in high school was 19, but why? And I was a freshman. Exactly. Why? <laughs> I mean, but he was hanging the fuck around. What it the don't fuck? matter if he was. Hanging so you saying I, I made that, that choice? I mean, shit. You, did you, you not literally that just said you oh, made he, that choice? Did he force you? you said I wasn't forced. However, exactly. comma, 
both parties have that choice. So you you can say. So you're accountable. I'm not. Where everyone's accountable. But in the but in the Aaliyah situation, but in the Aaliyah situation, nobody is trying to make everyone accountable. It's all R. Kelly. That's why I get I I be defending R. Kelly in that incident. So we should hold Aaliyah accountable. I feel like everybody involved. Listen, Aaliyah, you guilty too. You're dead. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, oh I'm, but I'm saying because you did, like, I'm not finna sit here and be be pacifying somebody <laughs> because they passed away. Like, everybody gonna pass away. So what you gonna do when Trump died? Y'all gonna say, well, Trump was a great man no, when he just nigga. went to war. Exactly. So I'm not finna do that for Aaliyah. But, like, Aaliyah, that's what something you wanted to do? Your daddy, your grown-ass daddy, okayed it for you to mess with a grown man. If anybody, bro, it's not our Kelly job to protect Aaliyah. It's your daddy's job to protect you. But it is R. Kelly's job to yeah, know that no, messing with a fifteen-year-old. No, agree. I agree. Disgusting. I'm not. I'm not agreeing with what he's done. But what I'm saying is, why nobody won't say nothing about Aaliyah's daddy who okayed okay. the relationship? Got it. Uh, R. Kelly guilty. The little bitch guilty. The little nasty bitch pedophile is guilty. But your daddy is just as worse, if not worse, than R. Kelly by allowing someone he. That's his seed. So what you saying? Her daddy should have just ran up. Your on daddy Kelly should be in like, prison. No, is what I'm saying. The thing Your about it is that prison. the thing about it is that just take just take away whatever. Just think about it. A normal father would not let a normal dude, but because it was R. Kelly, because, but because it was so R. Kelly, it made it okay. And that's and that's what a lot of these cases have been about. It's been about oh, what can what could R. Kelly do for my child's career? And the thing is, once that bag ran short, that's when all these accusations and everything else start coming out. I'm gonna just be keep it G. People, and especially in the black community, because we come from a little less financially fortunate background, historically, Mm -hmm. we allow a lot of things to happen that we would normally not allow to happen if a bag is involved. So even with the Kevin Gates situation, when the girl, when Kevin Gates kicked the girl for grabbing on his private parts, Mm -hmm. Nobody would have said nothing if somebody, if a man was in the style, in the crowd grabbing on Beyonce private parts and she kicked him, everybody would have been like, that's what he deserves. But it was Kevin Gates and he kicked the girl and he asked her multiple times. He said, you know, my wife here, my children here, stop grabbing on me. That's sexual assault. He kicked it. The girl admitted in court that she did it partially because she felt the bag would be involved. And so I, I say that to say that we have to stop being okay and pacifying situations just because of personal gain. In Aaliyah's situation, she dealt with him. She felt she would get personal gain. The mother felt like there was a personal gain. And if, whether the dad wanted to admit it or not, it was personal gain for him as well. Because mm-hmm. as long as R. Kelly paying rent and buying this and this, all this stuff, y'all okay with y'all little daughter getting flipped. Yeah. But it's unfortunate stopped, to say that, but it's but, very but true. That's what it is. Because even in the black community, what, what bothers me. Is that like what we were saying earlier with a pastor? People be knowing pastors be doing this, but because you are your own personal gain or because you don't want certain, certain, you feel some type of way, we cover up and we pacify a lot of situations and we mask a lot of situations instead of bringing it to light, saying, hey, you're wrong. You need to receive punishment for what you're doing, and this is not right because when you cover it up, a child gonna look at it as like, Okay, something about this is wrong, but also something about this is okay. Because mm-hmm. adults around me, protectors around me, 
are literally okaying this and saying that you know. So like, how do we whatever. administer the punishment? So how do you administer as punishment? A family, so as a as a family, we, we call you the look police, at we take no. I, okay, so for me, like I don't believe in like. I'm just, I come from somewhat different. So I don't believe in police on any agenda. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's just not me because I feel like you started in the family, you're going to finish in the family. So, like, if a person in the family is doing something wrong, you're not family because if you was family, you wouldn't be doing this. So, the family take care of it. And I'm going to just leave it at that. I ain't mm-hmm. going to say get into detail. Family take care of that individual. And then we move forward and we don't have to deal with him no more. I will say that I agree to an extent to what Malcolm is saying. One thing I will know is that my child will know that they, you know, did nothing wrong, that they are okay. Thanks. Definitely. If they need counseling, that's a traumatic experience. Like mm-hmm. dead ass. Like for any child, any child like Tisha Campbell. And I mentioned Tisha Campbell because the TV's on right now. Tisha Campbell was molested as a child with Crisco. Her babysitter molested her with Crisco. And to this day, she can't stand the scent of Crisco. That's fucking trauma. That's so trauma. we need to unlearn that trauma. So the child definitely going to counseling. The motherfucker who did it in the family is definitely getting dealt with. They no longer anybody welcome. who tried to cover yeah. it up. You guilty too. They they, they not welcome around because I'm mm-hmm. never going to put my child in a position where they feel awkward or uncomfortable. Because at the end of the day, that's my blood. Well, that's my seed. That's, that's my child. They come first. I don't give a fuck who it is. You touch my child, dealt it's with. Up there. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. Period. I couldn't imagine being a father and then my, my daughter and my son coming to me and was like, Daddy, such and such touched me inappropriately. Boy, mouth flipping every switch in the brain. And I don't I don't give a damn about no punishment, no consequences. It's up there. Yeah. And it's stuck there. Yeah, and I know and I know for a fact that I'm I'm not wired too tight because like all my mom, like my mama, like had we had an issue within the family. My mama told me that somebody disrespected her. I literally saw red and heard sirens and just went the fuck off. So I know yeah, if my child is involved, it's a fucking oh, rap. Yeah. I don't child, even play oh, about yeah. Yemi at school. Like, boy, we zipping body bags up about my children, boy. Listen. I ain't gonna play. With I you. never knew <laughs> like how deep your love for somebody could go into like you, had you your have child. a child like when Ooh, anything like and I that's why i feel like that's why i feel like you know god ain't universe ain't blessed me with children because i'm not yet i'm not to the yeah yeah yet and you know if i don't have them oh well but if uh you know god ain't blessed me with them yet because i feel like situations like that i'm going i'm off back going off on the deep end to protect my i just i literally like even when it's just something simple about yemi that pisses me off i just i can't control i can't contain yeah. myself like I, I have to let her dad handle it in situations where it's light mm-hmm. so because i can only imagine a situation where it's heavy yeah, because it's over together. you know what i mean like we we man you definitely couldn't have, we couldn't have been together because if you let me handle it talking about something oh a light situation <laughs> I, I, I light is heavy and heavy is like let me tell you everything is heavy Listen, around this no bitch. Bullshit. When I was in elementary, no, like not to get off subject. Cause I'm but ready to fight. I was in parents. elementary, and this 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 Caucasian girl told my brother, and just because we look like I had to leave school too, this Caucasian girl told my brother oh. that like he's him and my brother and my my one of my white friends had skipped the girl in line. She was older than us. She said, my daddy, my daddy's leader of the KKK, and, and he going <laughs> to cut your head off. This shit made the news in Jacksonville. Yeah, like my daddy came to, came to school, him and my uncles, they sticked up. Yeah, we, they real 
Jacksonville, Florida boy. Yikes. They they came. I was at mind you. I'm in elementary. For those of us that who don't know, it's sticked up. They came. They came right. to school with. with, with they came to my. They legit came to my schools with with they five, and they escorted me. And my brother's like, "Oh, your daddy in the KKK? Say less, well, my daddy a real one. So let's let's do it." Damn. So it's like, but I could. But when I back then. I didn't understand because I'm like, dang, why, you know, why they going so serious? Why they so hard? Why my daddy and his friends so, why they doing this? But at the same time, it's like they willing to die about their sons. Yeah. And it's like you have to understand as a, you know, like I'm not a parent, yeah, but I can only true. understand that as a parent, I see how protective I am over people that I care about. So, I couldn't imagine being that about it as a, as a father. I'm going to the end of the world. So I think this will be uh this a good place to stop um so that way when it's time like to like have dialogue on social media yeah and oh, talk to yeah, people yeah. about it i, I definitely want to i want to get engaged with the people on social media about this yeah because I, I know this is I, something that we need to do yeah about. i know that it's going to st- st- i mean i know some people aren't going to be as outward with it it's not an outward like topic but i know when we have topics like this people either dm me but we also have individuals who have talked yeah. about it already. So I know they're going to be very vocal about it. So I'm glad that we did touch base on this. So before we end the episode, we do um, want to go ahead and crown the king and queen of the week. Um, I'm going to take care of the queen of the week. Kayla's going to do the king of the week. My queen of the week is none other than Serena Williams. Anybody who knows oh, me knows yeah. that I'm a big fan. Y'all can all and kiss my love, love Serena. Y'all can kiss the Serena. blackest part of my ass. <laughs> she, we love I put Serena. her the queen of the week because she um, won um, a tournament last weekend in Auckland, New Zealand. It's her first title that she won as a mom, her first title in three years, and she is the only tennis player to ever win a tournament in this, over the span of four decades. So she's won tournaments in, ni- in the 1990s, 2000, 2010s, and now 2020s. That's so that speaks to her. That speaks to her athleticism, her longevity, and her stamp status as the greatest of all time. So shout out to you, Serena. We'll be looking out for you well i'll be looking out for you at the australian open and we definitely will be updating you on her status there as well yeah because i don't even keep up with sis we know yeah well i don't keep up with tennis period so. i honestly i don't know how tennis works every time antonio's watching tennis yeah, i'll really? be like oh. that's well, shocking i know i know how i know tennis courts i know how it works like i don't know how like in detail like the scoring. how it works but I know it's how like it's crazy i know how to play you want to play me and you gonna play. Well, you know my ass ain't for real. Go. All right, yeah, let's go play, bro. I'm Malcolm so and Antonio finna play tennis, y'all. Yeah. Tennis Yo, tournament. we gonna record we that shit. Tickets. I still got my racket got, and everything. At my job, yeah. let's go. I still, yeah, got I, a ra- I still got my racket and everything. I don't do sports. I love so sports. So hit us with the king of the week. I'm gonna hit the king of the week this week, us, um, Will Smith. Because I appreciated his... Big um, stepper. Will Smith. I like Will Smith. Yeah, I appreciated his his dialogue this week. You know, of course, they're doing pub and interviews for Bad Boys, Bad Boys for 3. Life. Is it 3 or for Life? It's Bad Boys for Life. Oh, Bad Boys for Life. So they're doing, like, pub and interviews for it. And he touched on, I saw the clip of him talking about being insecure around Tupac. And then also talking about how, like, you being successful doesn't heal childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. And I really and related to that. And also taking not, don't take advice just like you don't have to take advice from people because literally what worked for you and when he said it made so much sense stop taking advice yeah mm-hmm. like for real because literally the advice that you get that's that's literally another mental blocker and that's somebody mm-hmm. else's that you experience just, that's somebody else's, else's experience literally how you got to point b 
all three, all four of us will get to point B. Mm-hmm. We'll get to point B, but just another way. So it's like literally sometimes taking advice from people will put barriers and limit like limitations on. It's a hindrance. Goals. It's a hindrance. And I definitely do um, agree with Kayla with making Will Smith the king of the week just because like he's been very, he's very transparent. Man, he's a I great, love he, and, he, and he has oh a, he has a great presence on social media you know what i'm saying he's a, definitely a legend in the game so i definitely you know I appreciate him the clip of him he they've been doing a lot of role and press work yes. like shout out to their pr or them like but i saw this shit on sway where sway had him rapping a song that wasn't even like a a single that was an old song yeah it's an old song but it was never really like a huge single and mm-hmm. like People be sleep on the fact that like he actually really influenced hip hop. Yeah, and not only that, he influenced our culture. Like as '90s kids, yeah. like Fresh Prince of Bel Air, right. really like because every time somebody has a '90s party, they dress up like the fucking Fresh Prince. Yeah, like what the fuck? So I, he's definitely the king of the week because there's there were so many things in this past week that I've seen, especially the Tupac shit. Yeah, because it's like uh, so many people have speculations about Jada and Tupac, and it's yeah. like. Damn, because they he wrote a Tupac got a poem about Jada. Jada got a husband. That's Will. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But so that's my king of the week. I feel like he's very I I hope that he writes a book. So before we end the recording, we have an announcement to make. Let's do it. So we are having a kickback. We are having a kickback. We have solidified the date. Crown Conversation, the kickback will be happening January 25th, Saturday, January 25th. That is Battle of the Bands weekend. weekend. So we're here. Damn, you people always come for shit a weekend. It's but a weekend. It's a weekend. We Why would you come for one day? It's a weekend day. because there's an event on the 24th, that Friday night. And we, know we, how to, we know how to. <laughs> and then we go finish the shit off Saturday night. And then we're going to swap that bitch we're gonna out swap on Sunday. Swap that bitch that brunch on Sunday. We're going to be at brunch on Sunday. We're supposed to have it this weekend. However, duty calls. I got to work. She got to work for L'Oreal. So, again, guys, mm-hmm. please, uh, we will be sending out information. I'll be sending out information tomorrow throughout the week to individuals who we want to be there for the kickback on the 25th. We have a DJ. We have a liquor that's sponsored by Rum Runner. Shout out to DJ Pharaoh. Shout out to Rum Runner. They sponsored. And people know who DJ Pharaoh is. If you've been to Boogaloo on a Friday night during happy hour, that nigga can, y'all. He had us. Bro, even right. Thursday nights, bro. Thursday nights on like uh, uh, R and B nights. Yeah, R and B nights at Boogaloo. He be there. Y'all killed it yeah. yeah. So, um, we do appreciate y'all. We appreciate all the support as subscribe, always. Most importantly, subscribe. please continue to subscribe to our um, our podcast, um, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Pandora. Um, and SoundCloud, all download all of that. So again, all we appreciate. Those, the, download those episodes. We, we appreciate the constructive criticism. We're gonna keep rocking this year. We have a lot. I mean, a lot of things People in store that we cannot Ooh. even talk about that we this got. This gonna be big for us. That we have going so on, big. and it's I can't only wait. January, guys. Like seriously, we really been grinding, and like oh, thank like, you to what, everybody. We, 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 like four, we like fourteen <laughs> days in. Listen, we fourteen days in, and so many people have reached out to us. A lot of things that you're gonna see from us this month, next month for the rest of the year that's yeah. all we, i can say that's all i can say we ain't got to do all that we just oh, uh, yeah, oh well, we, I, I didn't yeah. say what it is i'm saying, letting no, the no, niggas no, no, know no, 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 i can do what i want to do yeah, i'm, I'm letting the saying, people you know, know that it's coming just, okay all right yeah, so, so, story, so i can play middleman between janet antonio we actually have been grinding so much like even in the off season before the new year hit we have really been working and networking so like we are really excited to share all the projects that we have been working on that are finally coming into fruition 
So thank you to all of our supporters. Thank you to all of the people who don't support. Um, we're here. Fuck it. Like, thank you to the people who don't support us because you're going to make other niggas listen because they're curious. True. So shout out to everyone. You know, peace and blessings. And y'all have <laughs> a great week. Peace. <laughs> Bye, peace. Sage.